Kid Cudi recently just dropped a new album called Insano, and it just it's kind of nice to see him, you know, flourish in his career and kind of develop his catalog, regardless of the way that I feel about his album or not. Because from a very young age, especially when he started to drop Man of the Moon 1, Man of the Moon 2, even in the cut, I was always invested into his career. And for this episode, it was very special going back into his catalog because it just reminded me how much of a legacy artist he is. How many different songs does he have in his catalog that not only mean a lot to his career, but maybe to the hip-hop community and to the world as a whole. So for today's episode, guys, Lou and I are going to be going through our top 10 Kid Cudi songs, each our own respective list. And if you guys are new to the audio experience, turn on the notification bell on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else that you listen to audio podcasts to stay up to date with our schedule. We are dropping every single Tuesday. And if you guys do enjoy the audio experience, give us a five-star review, please. We greatly appreciate it. But Lou, let's talk some Kid Cudi, all right? Because going back into the old Man of the Moon installments and going back into maybe like even Passion, for example, there was certain songs where I had a bit of a debate, but ultimately, I think my list today is going to be composed a lot, and I mean a lot, of some earlier mixtapes in the Man of the Moon series. So where did you go with this list? Yeah, I mean, a lot of my stuff is definitely going to be featuring um, quite a few songs off of the original Man of the Moon, which I think is still Kid Cudi's mecca album, like the best one, the one that people always refer to and still listen to to this day. And I feel like that's sort of the way that I feel about my list for the most part is that... I feel like we're entering a phase right now where, yes, Kid Cudi is still dropping new records, but he's more of a legacy artist now. We're, we're more so interested in, like, revisiting the classics and spinning those versus pulling from the new, if that makes sense. I you feel know? like a lot of people did like Insano, though. A lot of people there's, did. There's been good reception. There's yeah. been good reception around the album. It's so just, like, it's not as in-depth or as personal as maybe some of his prior work, and... That's what I go to Kid Cudi's music for, is for the escapism, is for the visual and lyrical style that really, um, you know, speaks about escaping your tough situations, your tough mental um, state, literally by, you know, traveling to space or traveling with the music. So Another thing um, that I really like, too, is how well he developed, like, the Man on the Moon character throughout early on in his career, right? And going back to certain records, it was cool because there's certain placeholders in the earlier albums that play into that and develop the character of, like, Kid Cudi's alter ego, which is, you know, the Man on the Moon, you know, Moon Man, the, the guy that's kind of so different than everyone else that he's out of this planet. And I really like it because the writing is extremely concise. There's so much to go through but all right let's get into this list okay because let's talk about some honorable mentions um one of them that i have is just what i am off of yes um, in the cut that was a too. big honorable mention for me i was really looking at it for the number 10 slot but it didn't end up making it another one that i have is solo dolo part three me too and um solo dolo part three is really cool but i don't think it's the best solo dolo installment if i'm being honest with you um the second first, best the second best the, second the, best, the other yeah. one made my list i'll tell you guys that right now i'm baptized in fire uh with travis scott off of uh, passion i really i'm a really big fan of that song and I think it's the best off that album. Um, Intergalactic was another one that I was considering. I love the groove to the song. I love the production. It's one of the best feel-good Kid Cudi songs that you could find in his catalog. And then the last one was Cudi Zone. Cudi Zone was very hard for me to leave off on today's list, but it just didn't make it. But how about you? Honorable mentions. Tequila Shots um, is one of my favorites off Man on the Moon 3. Mojo So Dope off of Man on the Moon 2 is a song that I love as well. And then Day and Night, his biggest hit, something that I feel like might be sinful for some Cuddy fans not to have included in oh, your I top 10 list. Yeah, it has to be um, I, I love the song, but I think that there's more value in a lot of other... Kid Cudi tracks. Well, there's, a, there's a beautiful, um, uh, there's a beautiful backstory to the song. Oh, for itself. sure. Yeah, there's a lot of history, and it's the most iconic Cudi song. But I think there's better out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I, there's there's definitely a couple of albums as a whole that I just skipped 
and didn't really have to consider, um, like the Wizard album, like the Speed and Bullet to Heaven album. Um, In the Cud had one honorable mention, but no actual selections for me. Were you considering Solo Dolo Part 2? Not really. I mean, just, I, me just what I am was more of the consideration yeah, for me. Yeah, that's really what it is. Right? Um, but yeah, besides that, yeah, you're going to see most of my music coming from, like you mentioned, earlier mixtapes and the core Man in the Moon albums. But let's start off with number 10. What do you have? Number 10, I have Pursuit of Happiness. What Pursuit do you have of Happiness? I have The Void at number 10. Okay, very interesting. So, uh, Pursuit of Happiness. I mean, it could have climbed a bit higher up my ranking, but I do feel like there is better songs within his catalog. And most people know it for being this massive party hit that went crazy, obviously, with the Steve Aoki remix. Is, and that, is that the version that you have at 10 or no, is it no, the, OG? No, 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 the OG? I version. have the Steve Aoki in my list. Uh, wow, that's, I think it's a better version. Uh, no, that's a bad Absolutely, take. No, bro. There's no way. The fact that the fusion of hip hop and EDM that dropped, it's no, so epic. It's, but the thing is, is that I really stayed to his solo catalog. Like, it's not even something within his album. So I figured that I'd bring in the solo album. And I always go back to the solo version over everything. Um, I feel like I like the psychedelic production a lot more. Um, yes, I think it's cool to get lit um, with the Steve Aoki version. Oh, but yeah. it still doesn't compare to it. But Pursuit of Happiness is beautiful because, as I was saying, it was this massive hit for Kid Cudi. Um, but people don't know that, like... This is actually a really deep song within his catalog. And it's him really, really feeling empty inside and trying to find that pursuit of happiness. And, you know, it's also him having like really bad nightmares and him not being able to fall asleep and him telling the like the listener, like, do you guys know what it's like to really dream the nightmares that I'm having and being that in that sort of state of mind? Not only that, but I could argue I could argue that it's one of his most iconic hooks ever. Um, did massive things for his career. And it's just like it's the perfect entrance, maybe, into Kid Cudi's music. You know, that's yeah. another thing that I could say. This and they and night are perfect entrances into like the Kid Cudi catalog to understand like what he brings to the table and then you could get deeper and deeper with it but I put it at number 10 I feel like it was respectable at the 10 position I, I have it higher I have a lot of uh, a lot of personal memories and good times attached to that song that maybe boosted up a little bit but talk but to me about the void so let me talk uh, to you about yeah. the void so I mean like I was mentioning there was actually quite a few songs from Man on the Moon 3 that I was considering I do think that there is some of his best ever stuff on that album even though I feel like the whole album maybe isn't one of his strongest is there's still a lot of highlight moments. So, I mean, if you're into that classic, spacey, psyched-out Kid Cudi, this uh, this song will do that justice for you. And it's sort of Cudi struggling with the idea of feeling like he's reaching this dark hole of emptiness and depression, which might be tough to hear, but he's singing about, like, doing whatever he can to not reach that new low point and yeah. to try to sort of keep his head above the water. And there's a great ending to this song where Kid Cudi sounds saved he sounds more optimistic and joyous and he thanks god and people for listening to him and for staying by his side so i love the hook on this song oh well. it's a beautiful hook but i always i also felt like um this song almost feels like the final chapter like he was closing the book on these mental health anthems because of how miraculous the journey of the song is and how he feels like he's transformed and gone yeah. into a better place by the end of it beautiful hums throughout the song like you were saying super catchy chorus um, the beat is transformative as well. And what's cool about this song is that it was perfected over time. According to Dot the Genius, the instrumental and the hook were actually part of the In The Cut sessions back in 2013. I could hear that. And actually. he would end up dropping the song seven years later and filling in the verses. But it's a very layered and complex song. It I, is. I was taking it into consideration for Man of the Moon 3, but I had other ones like Solo Dolo Part 3 maybe that I personally think had a bit more value. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely like up there in the upper echelon of Kid Cudi songs. Maybe if we did a top 15 list, 
it would make it there. But okay, let's keep going on with this. Let's go on to number nine. This is where I'm going to put the original solo dolo off. Wow, of that high up? Yeah. Wow, yeah. interesting. Okay. Nine. Yeah, my number nine. Okay, I have it higher up. Um, Enter Galactic, Love Connection Part 1. Okay, um, so one of my honorable mentions of actually made your, uh, made your list. So I could start talking about solo dolo. So it's quite interesting because the song is primarily focusing on like Kid Cudi's feelings and you know how he feels like he's legitimately all alone, not only within this world, but within this universe. Um, but he's kind of relishing in that and he's kind of just saying like, you know, um, I'm, I'm sort of fine with it. It's kind of crazy too because once you start to get into the lyrics, you start to realize that he's low-key talking to himself. So when he says, look at me, you tell me what you see. Um, am I someone who you may love or enemy? Am I speaking for you and yours or someone else? I need answers. Yeah, yeah. And that's the way that he finishes off the section of that song. It's cool because like he's having a dialogue from like the man in the moon perspective into Kid Cudi. And it's like a, a back and forth. And I feel like it's one of his most original song concepts. I also think that it's the best song in his most iconic like song, um, let's say series within his discography. So that adds value as well. Um, and I just, I really like the way that it starts off the second act of Man in the Moon. It's a pivotal song for that album. And I feel like to understand um, the Kid Cudi persona, you need to understand the writing of this song and going into it. So. I'm so curious to know like which songs you're going to have over this because this is really a gem within his catalog. But fair enough, fair enough. Um, my number nine, like I said, Enter Galactic, Love Connection, Is it his catchiest song, Um, This is his most danceable song. Yeah. Like, if this song doesn't make you feel like moving, there's something wrong with you. Um, It feels like you're dancing under like a disco ball in Jupiter. Um, I think it might be... My favorite Cuddy hook, it might be. Like, it's really high up there. The whole intergalactic you and me. Like, it's just... How do you like I, the like spoken just, word within it? Because some people may have a problem with it, but I've always been kind of cool, cool with it. It's cool. It sets the tone. It sets the tone. I know, I know you're not a fan because, of, like, you know, spoken words, you know? I'm a fan of it if it merits, like, the song concept and the journey I'm being taken on. And in this song, what's really cool about it is that if you don't pay attention... Um, it might just seem like a love song that has a dope groove, but if you really actually listen to the lyrics, it's Cuddy trying to convince a girl to take psychedelic mushrooms with him. Like, that, that's really what the song is all about. So within that scenario, where they're like at a club or at some sort of party, it makes sense that he's talking to you and setting the mood and letting you know what's going on and what his plans are. Um, the instrumental by Matt Friedman is absolutely genius. You have progressive synths, some hard-kicking drums, and a very bright and vibrant vibe. Um, and yeah, apart from like all the ear candy ingredients within the song, I love that the last verse is Cuddy describing his profound and deep connection toward this woman and the fact that like he's ready to risk it all for her just because he's so enamored in this connection that he feels. And that again goes back to the song title, which is the love connection part one. So um, might be my favorite like romantic Cuddy song as well. Very good. So, number okay, nine. Okay, let's go on to number eight. What do you got at eight? Number eight, a song that I will be very mad at you if you don't have it all, but in all seriousness, I'm pretty sure you probably have it even higher than I do. It's going to be By Design featuring Andre 3000. I don't have it. You don't have it? No. no, no I, don't, I don't have it. I, wow. find I, I have songs that are better than that. No, you don't. Uh, I have Scott Miscuddy versus The World, the introduction off of Man on the Moon 2. Um, his best okay. ever intro. Um, one of his best ever instrumentals as well. I just I love the way that the progressive violins come in and makes it feel so grand. Um, and it's quite interesting because because I've always, I've always held Man of the Moon 2 to the same standard that I do with Man of the Moon. I don't think it's as easy as saying that Man of the Moon blows it out of the water. I Actually, I quite disagree. Like, It's cool because Kid Cudi's... Man of the Moon's uh, better, though. 
it's very debatable. It it's very 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 fucking debatable. And song I will say for that, song? Uh, I'm not sure, bro. I don't think I, so, you're man. not getting a song as good as Mr. Rager. I will say that. But yeah, I'll talk. Yeah, a, <laughs> I'll talk about Mr. Rager later on in this episode. But it depends where you want to go with your Cuddy listenership. You know, I asked my like someone example like my cousin Christopher. He's a massive Kid Cuddy fan. I've been listening to him for years. This is his like number three. I think this is in his top three songs of all time from wow. Kid Cuddy. Uh, but it's just interesting because it's the way that it introduces the Man of the Moon two installment, and it's also cool because. It pays homage to like the Scott Pilgrim versus the World movie, um, which influenced um, heavily the way that the Man in the Moon two series comes through. And it's also cool because Kid Cudi is kind of like introducing you to his mind. It's such an introduction, like it's such an in like um, excuse me, interesting song concept to go through uh, because he's taking you through all the little cracks and crevices through his mind and like trying to introduce you to like what you're about to get into for Man in the Moon two. I almost feel like it's Kid Cudi's Wesley's theory to a certain extent. It's that grandiose sort of introduction throughout it i also think that CeeLo green has one of the best features on any kid cuddy album for this song in respective it is a beautiful hook it just it makes perfect sense to get two vocalists like this on the exact same song CeeLo green comes with like a bit like of a higher pitch a bit more brighter and then kid cuddy comes through with like this sort of like wary cadence and it kind of feels a bit offsetting and then boom once you get to the section of CeeLo Green, everything kind of picks up. So I really appreciate it from like a song concept and structure standpoint. Um, and as I said, I think it's the best introduction on any Kid Cudi album. It's a must listen for any Kid Cudi fan. And if you appreciate Man of the Moon 2, it will make your list. So Scott Miss Cudi versus The World. Interesting choice. Okay, yeah. My number eight, By Design featuring Andre 3000. And this is their first ever collaboration. And to me, you have to have the song in your top 10 list just because you have two personas that are both eccentric, that are both so out there. And like even before getting this collaboration, I knew that I always wanted a Cuddy and Three Stacks collab. And then when you get it, you're blown away. The instrumental is amazing. You have these quick keys and drum pattern, but it's like sort of subtly goes into a whole other direction once you start to reach the hook and you get this very peculiar guitar, which might be a sitar. It's a very like distinguishable and unique guitar strings that are being plucked. So I love the sort of original factor within the production as well. And it's a song about Cuddy and Andre making you tap into their frequencies and it's them sharing their beliefs about the universe and that how everything is meant to play out by design and how you need to trust the universe and take certain leaps in life to sort of let life play out the way that it should so it's a very fate-based song which i think is a very refreshing concept for a kid cuddy song there's no other song that you could really find that's this engulfed in that message then you have three stacks sort of echoing the same sentiments and his feature is absolutely beautiful what's cool is that he starts off coming in with what sounds like the verse but it ends up being the hook for the song and then you're like fuck i hope i get more from him from him and then you do end up getting more um towards the latter end of the song and what's cool is that he sort of snatches kid cuddy's flow and sort of suns him with his own flow and makes it sound much better um and what's cool is that um they're sort of sharing the last verse as well for a couple of lines to go back and forth, which is something that Cuddy ended up doing quite a bit on Insano as well. So I like that he always brings that dynamic into his music. Um, and what's cool is that um, they actually ended up connecting after 3K heard Cuddy's album Speed and Bullet to Heaven, and he praised him on it, which is funny because to a lot of Cuddy fans, that's his worst album ever. But Three Stacks enjoyed the album, and that's how they ended up connecting and making this incredible song. So if you guys haven't heard uh, By Design, easily the best song off of Passion, Pain, and Demon Slain, and um, a gem within the catalog. All right, let's keep going on with this. Number seven. This is where I'm going to have Mojo So Dope off of Man in the Moon, too. Okay. That's a massive one for me. What do you got? I have a live nightmare off of Man in the Moon. 
That's interesting. Okay, a- anywhere so, on your list? Pardon me. Is it on your list? See the selection. Alive. Okay. Yeah, you gotta you gotta go a bit more. All right, at least. One. No, well, what do you mean at least? No, I don't know. So I, 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 at this point, I don't know what's I mean, gonna make your uh, list by, or by not. Design, no, bro, all of the songs that I have here, at least from like now until my my top one, like bro, it's all spectacular stuff. It's easily regarded as some of his best songs okay. in his catalog. So, uh, Mojo so dope is so interesting because I feel like for a song aesthetic and just like the textures of sounds that you're hearing, it is really incredible. And what's cool is that you get this incredible sample um, by Choir of Young Believers called. Clastorphia, C-L-A-U-S-T-R-O-F-I-A. I don't know how to fuck <laughs> to pronounce that properly, but there you go. And that's that iconic sample that you hear for the hook um, of the song. But it's just, I feel like it's one of the most triumphant victory laps for Kid Cudi in his career. And it's a very important song. Um, just him talking about how he has this regained confidence in himself and how he got his mojo back. And what's interesting too is that, you know, it's kind of him also doing a bit of a lyrical exercise within his catalog because he's talking about how, you know, there's a lot of rappers that are forcing their rhymes and how he feels like he's so unique to the soundscape of hip-hop and that he brings a unique factor that no one else brings. So it's a very unique performance from Kid Cudi that you don't get to see very often within his catalog. And it's also cool to see, you know, how just... How, how like grounded he is within the entire song, talking about people, you know, flexing their lifestyles and how he doesn't give a fuck about anything on the materialistic end of things. He really wants to be remembered for his music and he wants to be remembered for the legacy that he leaves behind. So I think it's one of the most unique messages within Kid Cudi's catalog. And just as a whole, um, I think it's the second best song off of Man of the Moon 2 as well. Okay. If I had to do a top 10 ranking of in like the entirety of the Man of the Moon, Man of the Moon 2 and Man of the Moon 3, so, like selections this would be within like my five to eight range more or less. yeah it's probably top three off that album i even yeah. have ghost uh, high up there as well that's definitely up there but talk um, to me about number seven man yeah a live nightmare off of man on the moon i think this is like the most atmospheric song off of man on the moon and i mean you have ratatat that's um the production duo that produced this song anytime they link up with kid cuddy you know you're gonna get some electronic bliss um you have some woozy synthesizers here you have an electric guitar that's soaring throughout the production and some really trippy sound effects and it makes you immediately immediately be sucked into this world that cuddy's creating and he's sort of rapping about turning into a werewolf so i, I sort of view it as cuddy's thriller in a sense because he's rapping about turning into this werewolf at nighttime turning into like this sort of sexual beast that's on the prowl and what's interesting about it is that you'll have lyrics that describe that like my skin is burning and my heart begins to speed there's something going wrong with me i am changing rapidly so like in real time he's describing this transformation and it's sort of him setting up this dreamlike scenario where he's trying to find a woman who can cure him and take away all of his problems um so i love the hook as well he crushes the melody on it and um just pours a lot of emotion into this song and what's cool is that in terms of like getting those Cuddy songs where he can easily switch gears from rapping to singing, this is one where he really displays that at its finest. And um, yeah, incredible song. Like I said, um, most of Cuddy's best hooks to me do come on Man in the Moon. And this is another case where it's infinite. Like it's sort of, um, it never gets tired. It never gets uh, never, it never gets, gets tired at all. Yeah, I have it. A, I have it like a tad, tad higher. A because few spots I, up. Uh, yeah. Because I started to read some theories on the song itself and like how much deeper than the werewolf like writing that it actually goes. How fucked it is. Um, it's a really interesting song concept. So I'll get to it very soon. But at number six, that's where I'm gonna put Day and Night. That's where I okay. have it. It's not a top five Kid Cudi song for me, but I had to include it on today's list. What do you got at number six? I have Love. Okay, very interesting. That was another one because I was texting Fajella about my list. He's like, 
I'm on the verge of including love because I showed him my complete list and he's like, you could have included love, but I understand why you didn't. And if you guys don't know, Fajal is a huge um, Kid Cudi yeah, fan. Yeah, Massive. Sure. This, this is a staple in Cudi's catalog. Yeah, absolutely. For the OG fans, they, they all know this song. Yeah, absolutely. But let me talk to you about Day and Night since you don't have it on your list. Mm -hmm. I understand why maybe people don't have it on the list. And I understand that it's his most commercial hit or whatever the case may be. But I do think that it's his, one of his best ever put together songs. Um, just from the emotion that went behind it to the actual... Um, feeling behind it because you could say this and another song is really what created the staple for Kid Cudi and what kind of laid the foundation for his future music so I think that it is a very important song in his catalog not only success wise or bringing him to the masses um, just stylistically how different it is than everything off of a kid named Cuddy, and that would be the direction that he would later go into I almost feel like not that it's like an ADHD for him for example then Kendrick made ADHD and then went into like the sounds of GKMC but it's sort of like that precursor to what you would get on Man in the Moon, Man in the Moon 2, In the Cut, and everything else around it. Um, so what's cool is that Kid Cudi was actually going from Cleveland to New York at the time, and he was staying with his uncle in 2006. And um, his uncle, I believe, was an established drummer, and they would go and often butt heads. And what would happen was is that Kid Cudi ended up getting kicked out by his uncle, and as soon as he got kicked out as a big fuck you to his uncle, he wrote Day and Night, and it ended up absolutely exploding. And he says that it's one of the most important songs to his life just because of what it meant to his come up and what it meant to him. So there's a lot of inspiration behind the song if you actually know the story behind it. And I think for any Kid Cudi listener, if you gain a lot of that appreciation for Cudi and his journey and... Um, just what he's been able to do as a musician, the backstory alone is so interesting to be able to have it crack my list. Um, I, I don't think that it's spectacular as far as writing goes because, you know, you have like certain song concepts on my list here that are maybe a bit more developed or well fleshed out. But it's cool because it's him dealing with the yin and the yang, you know, the balance of life, the day and night and what comes with each and every single one and him walking that lonely road, you know. So I think that it's cool, but there's a lot more at play than just that or the production itself and those iconic like Cuddy hums in the back from Dr. Genius. Those are fire. Um, you know, you can also argue that it's his most recognizable hook and that it's connected a whole generation together as well for Kid Cuddy fans. So I really had to include it today, but I think there's five songs better. Yeah, um, it's, it's a fair selection. Um, I think that it's definitely a staple. But yeah, number six, Love. Um, this is a song that was released exclusively to SoundCloud in 2015, and then fans kept demanding and demanding for it to be released onto streaming services, and he finally did put it out on some compilation that he threw up in 2022, and now we have the song. And this is more of a ballad from Cuddy. It's mm -hmm. definitely one of his most um, sad songs and one of his most truly moving songs for how emotional it is. Um, speaking about the instrumental, I absolutely love it because we transition um, into like sort of um, this very soft piano playing and then you get these electric guitar strings that soar in and it's a very powerful um, instrumental and Cuddy sort of takes on multiple tones as he's giving you this message but what I love about this song or what I think makes it stand out from the rest of his catalog is that he's speaking directly to the audience. He's saying you'll be okay and he's telling you that like you know no matter what it takes you'll be able to show the world what you're made of. And I think that might sound cheesy coming from other artists, but when it comes from Cuddy, someone that's had that relationship yeah. with his fans his entire career, and that sort of helped them through so much tough shit in their lives, it's it's sort of a comfort for a lot of fans. And I think that it was a beautiful send-off to the fans. It wasn't made for any commercial use. It was truly made it's just to strengthen the bond that he had with his fans. And um, there's a cool music video attached to it as well. And what's crazy is that I was just like surfing through the comment section of that video. And there's a lot of people saying that they wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that song. So I think it definitely is one of the most impactful Kid Cudi songs and one that 
um, a lot of his hardcore fan base has close to their hearts. So amazing songs. Like I said, one of his most moving songs as well. All right, let's get into the top five. So at number five, that's where I'm going to have a life off of the Man in the okay. Moon series. That's I have I'm Pursuit gonna... of Happiness. There we go. But why the Steve Aoki remix, bro? You're I told getting me you mad, why, man. man. This is a song that has dope memories for me, bro. Like, I discovered the Steve Aoki remix, and that was really my introduction to Kid Cudi. I wasn't listening to Cudi back in 2009 when Man on the Moon came out. I was really introduced to Kid Cudi when the Project X trailer came out. Like, it out. wasn't for Day and Night? It wasn't Day and Night. My well, introduction was Pursuit of Happiness, the Steve Aoki version. And yeah. that was, you know, around the time that... I was becoming a teenager. I started having my first few drinks. Uh, my brother was having like some low-key, you know, house chillings with his friends and they would be playing the song. And to me, it just at that time when I was a kid coming up, I'm like, this is the fucking coolest song ever. Um, and it's aged so well for me just because anytime that I think of yeah, my own partying on. days or my own nights of excessive drinking, this is the song okay, that so there was a bit of is at the forefront bias. of all There's a bit of personal-, personal bias, but even at that, listening back to both songs, I think they're both incredible. But um, this is a song that, again, I love the fact that the tempo is increased. It makes the song move much faster. And just getting that grandiose, progressive EDM feel to it. Um, and the, the drop is insane. I think it is the better version just because of how much more is going on instrumentally while still keeping the message of the song and what's cool and something that not a lot of people know is that it's actually a song that's a warning against drunk driving because if you pay attention he is rapping about getting in his car and driving under the influence and although it feels like this happy and energetic song there's a lot of like dark undertones behind it and it's really a cautionary that's the, tale. That's the, that, okay, listen, because I absolutely love the EDM version that Stevie Aoki put together. But yeah. The problem is, is that I feel like it takes you away from the real message of the song. No, it doesn't, because all the lyrics are thrown in there. It's, it's all thrown in there, but like the instrumentals and the production itself does have an effect on the way that you receive the message of that's, the song. That's up to you. You, yeah, you, you uh, can for, interpret the song no, the way that you is, want. At the end absolutely. of the day, the lyrics are there, bro. So. Well, no, the, the original one gives you a lot more time to be able to indulge in it. I feel like it has like a 90210 effect almost to where it's slurred out, it's psychedelic. Like, I prefer that value over getting a beat drop for me, at least. But let me talk to you about Alive. Um, this was a song that you had a bit lower on your list, but we have yeah. it around the same range. I think that if you're a Kid Cudi fan and you're a big fan of the Man on the Moon series, this is automatically going to be in like your top five Man on the Moon songs. You know, and what's interesting is that you did a great job at explaining the werewolf theory, but it's also cool because there's like a parallel to it of like Kid Cudi taking drugs at night and him getting such clear introspection about his life that he only really becomes Kid Cudi once the moon comes through and I really like that because there's the whole theory about the day and night and obviously like you know throughout the day people are wearing masks during their day to day they're moving around but what's cool about this is that Kid Cudi's explaining that like this is where I strive this is where my full artistry comes out to this is really me as a person and this is the rawest that you're gonna get it so with that sort of song concept it's so interesting because like that's Kid Cudi at its purest you know as far as writing goes so I really enjoyed for that reason um you did a great job explaining the instrumental I also think that when you start to get into that oozing it like electric guitar that comes through and like how drawn out those chords are it just makes it so feel so grand and epic and what's cool though is that like it comes in and out of the song it's only present within the hook section yeah so every single verse is a lead up back into the hook and i love that feeling from kid cuddy he's a genius with his song structure and the way that he plays with everything yeah. the emotions that he's able to evict um with these sort of instrumentals that he puts in throughout his song so i think it's a top five kid cuddy song it really is a 
personal favorite of mine as well, and just some of the most raw and genuine writing that you're going to get out of his career. But yeah, I, I think that's yeah. your best placement up to this point. Let's uh, that, keep that's going. A good, that's a good top five pick. All right, All right number so four. I have the prayer. I have the prayer as well at four. There we go. Okay, so maybe we're going to have a similar. I think it's going to get similar. Yeah, it's going to. But get your some... number, your number one, won't be my number one. But that, that's going to be the only difference. I feel like. All right, so let's talk about the uh, prayer. You know, it's cool because it feels like Kid Cudi is revealing all of his true intentions before he passes away. He feels know? like he's setting up his own funeral. Absolutely. You know? It's really sick. And did you actually go into who sampled and figured out like the sample behind it? Um, I don't think I did, Listen no. This. It samples uh, the funeral by Band of Horses. The oh, yes. I, I was reading it's, up it's on that, yeah. So there's like sort yeah. of an Easter egg within the sample itself and um, the whole section of the song where he says, and if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take, but please don't cry. Just know that I have made these songs for you. And if I, be, if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take because I'm ready for the fucking funeral. You doesn't say fucking, but I just find it so epic. You know, it's it Kid Cudi calling for his own demise and being like, I'm ready. Take all of me. I'm not, I'd like, I, I'm ready to go into the next life and I'm happy with what I did because of the music that I dropped and the people I affected. I, I think it's truly one of the deepest songs from any rapper of our generation just because he's really thinking about what is the aftermath like of my passing going to be? Like, what am I going to be remembered for? What's my yeah. legacy going to be? Did I leave in enough substantial messages and positive messages for my audience to carry on after I'm gone. It's Absolutely. almost like he's looking after his audience like he's a father to them. It's fucking insane. It it's is. very touching. Um, what's also really interesting, I don't know if you picked up on this, there's low-key a little like, a floor ride at this. Oh, really? Did you hear that? Yeah. No. So he raps... Um, um, what am I going to be remembered for? Them apple bottom jeans? Like talking oh, about yes, like, yes. I don't want to be known for that guy that put sort of like fluff in his lyrics and didn't really speak about real shit. Well, it kind of showed you the true intention behind his artistry and why he's really doing this for. And that's why I think it's such a valuable song in his catalog. Because if you want to understand his artistry and Kid Cudi's intentions as an artist, yeah. you need to listen to this song. And it's cool too because it came at such an early point within his career that like... You can't say he was talking about that after all the hits, you know, let's say. He dropped that with The Day and Nights, and he dropped that with another song that I'm going to be talking about a bit sooner, you know? So, that's why. So, I have it let on. me ask you this. Why isn't it higher on the list for you? I have three songs that I think are better. Okay, but song concept-wise, it might be the best. Song uh, concept-wise, it the, might the be next, the best. The, the next three that I really have, it, it's some serious shit. Me too. Uh, I, it's some serious shit. Okay, top three. Okay, number three. What do you have? Soundtrack to my life. Soundtrack there to my life. Go. Okay, there all right, all right. So maybe the one and the, the one two. and two are gonna be different. Yeah. If you didn't include one of mine, because I know that you're gonna have Mr. Rager at the one or the two. We'll I know see. that for sure. No, you're gonna. <laughs> if you didn't include that on your fucking list, I'm sorry. Stop listening to the guy as a whole. <laughs> There's no way you didn't. We'll see put once it. we get there. Uh, but listen, man, it's cool because this is sort of like an audio biography of what Kid Cudi's life is, and it sums up the Man of the Moon series perfectly. Kid Cudi actually said that this is one of the most important songs of his career, and that it's the most um, detrimental—not detrimental, should I say—the most important to the first Man in the Moon installment. So what do you like about it? Like, what's what's the feeling that you get out of listening to Soundtrack to My Life? Because if I put up a post on the NFR Twitter right now, what is the best Kid Cudi song? You know that you're seeing this the most. You're it's, seeing a lot of this, You're yeah. seeing a lot of I this. I think it's one of his most versatile songs to me in the sense that he's balancing so much. They're going from that fiery rap verse to him having the utmost confidence and then him transitioning into a more vulnerable cadence and giving you that soft sun chorus that's absolutely beautiful. I just love how much he's able to encapsulate into this song it feels like he's pouring his whole life into this and it also feels like sort of a coming of age song where he's articulating how difficult it is to take that leap from going you know from a kid to an adult 
And he does it in a very relatable way. Absolutely. He talks the about the death of his father. He yep. talks about substance abuse. And about like how much, no matter how many drugs or women he's around, that can never cure the happiness ultimately. Absolutely. You know, you know what's really cool about this too is that... Sorry, cure, sorry cure the sadness. I cure said the, cure the happiness. <laughs> you, know, you know what's cool about this song too is that um, Kid Cudi is often like referenced as the creator of emo rap right and someone that's really been a big advocator for that subgenre and has been so vulnerable this was the song that really did it for him and that really people consider it to be like that song that not put him on the map for that sort of thing but i give him the credit for it you know and like it's one of the most important songs within his career too because um before this you didn't really get a lot of hip-hop that touched upon these types of topics or that was this sort of vulnerable and he didn't care he just kind of kicked in the door and let in this beautiful amount of emotion and introspectiveness that connects so well to the listener. So Yeah, speaking I, about yeah. that emo thing, I think you, you hear it in the hook, like the whole idea of him feeling misunderstood and that no one could sort of really see through him that relates back to... Um to emo rap and the types of messages you would find there. So, like, would you would you get a lot of the albums that you got maybe in the late 2010s um, and early 2020s if it wasn't for a soundtrack to my life? Mm -hmm. It's super influential, and it's definitely one of his best. But number two, what do you got? Number two, Mr. Rager. Number two, I have Man of the Moon, a kid named Cuddy. Okay, interesting uh, so, enough. Wait, hold on. Did you, you didn't include this? I did not include this in my what? top ten What do you know? What are you talking about? Uh, I, I, there, there's, no I have ten better way. songs. There's I have ten no, better songs. It's literally the origin story. Yeah. It's 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 one of the most it's important cool. songs uh, of his career. Just because it's an important song and no it tells you the origin way. story is not gonna make me place it on oh my top my, ten list. Created the Moon Man persona. I'm cool. My God. And you didn't have by design, bro. <laughs> That's a big uh, sin uh, within bro, itself. Whatever. At least I um, like I could have maybe included it from eight to nine. Like this is like a top three Kid Cudi song. Not for me, man. Um, that is fucking yeah, nuts. So what do you have at one? You'll see. You'll see. We're at number two. Slow your roll. We're at number two. Fuck it. Number two, Mr. Rager. Um. Very surprising to me that it ended up being the only song that I ended up placing from Man on the Moon 2, but that's just sort of how the cards fell for me. Um, it's a song about Cuddy's alter ego, Mr. Rager, who can sometimes act as a friend to him, act like an enemy, which you guys could uh, pick up on if you listen to the whole album. But um, it's a song about, like, really, you know, someone who is sort of trying to go on this adventure to find heaven, to really... Um, unleash his freedom and travel to a point where he'll be able to um, have unlimited happiness and sort of be in a sort of uh, state of mind where he doesn't have to go through the ills of depression or whatever the case may be. Um, but I love the guitar strings within the song. I love the electronic sound effects, the keys that are slowly building, um, the drums that kick in, and the climax um, that is reached for the hook where he sings out for Mr. Rager. Um, What's also really interesting is that what Cuddy had to say about the song. So he actually tweeted, Mr. Rager was about almost, almost overdosing one time. time yeah. When will the fantasy end? When will heaven begin? So I just love the order of the song, the powerful vocals, the mystique of it all. Him and I kinda, think it's, yeah, him being on like the brink of life and death is such an interesting song. It concept. is. And it's one of the most impressive vocal performances he's ever given. But I'll let you talk about it a bit more once you get to your number one. But take me through the origin story. It's literally the origin story. I know. You don't have this song. What do you have? That's the thing. It's so important to his catalog. So I really, is Day and Night, like, but it's not one of his best songs to me. Well, I, I mean... If you yeah, want to talk about importance to his career, uh, yeah, we, we maybe wouldn't be talking about Kid Cudi right now if it wasn't for Day and Night, uh, but that doesn't make it... Like, impact it, it, well, and influence doesn't make it 
one of well, his best bit, songs. But, well, it does for me. Yeah, absolutely. Because even at that, like, it's not like it's only impacted influence and it's lacking on the writing side of things. Like, okay, I agree with you if that's the case, but all of the songs that I mentioned that have the impact and influence and the importance to Kid Cudi's career were extremely well-written, some of his best productions ever, and hold a very special place within the Kid Cudi community. But, um, of course, Man on the Moon, A Kid Named Cudi, um, just one of the best songs within his entire catalog because it's the birthing stone of, like, what would come for all Kid Cudi fans with Moon Man and what it would be and just him explaining that, you know, I can't stay on Earth, I have to be on the moon because I have to be away from everybody and I don't relate to everybody. And yes, that might seem like a very simple message right now at the time of this recording, but back then for when this dropped, it was such a fresh and new concept that this is what really, like, put people onto Kid Cudi with Day and Night. It was this, the prayer, and... um obviously day and night so what's interesting about this as well is that if you start getting into like the actual production itself it feels very somber it feels very relaxing and it's a very different tone than the rest of the mixtape itself and i do feel like that also allowed him to experiment with different types of productions later on into his career so if you guys want to go listen to the actual sample itself um i believe it samples um, um no such things aquarium yes and it gives it a very like a very pulpy feel to it you know it feels beautiful it feels fluff and um just the whole concept the man of the moon summed up in one song in that origin story i hold that very close to my heart and it's still one of my most revisited kid cuddy songs it's absolutely beautiful but what's the number one man? number one is solo dolo that yeah, is the you put best it, kid no cuddy way. song ever you baby did not, no ever way. the nah, best why number one? i understand top absolutely five, but this it's is not number better. one no bro way. anyways number I have one rager um, I, I guess I'll wrap up Mr. Rage just so you could talk about sure. Solo Dolo uh, to end off the episode. I mean, it's so cool, too, because like you said, there was context behind the song, and it's one of his deepest song concepts ever. That's why when you ask me about The Prayer, is it his best song concept ever? I think this is probably I still it. think The Prayer is the best uh, the song um, concept. I, I just think it's so fucking cool because... You know, for an artist to be able to go through a traumatic experience like that, they're often very closed about it. And they're often very, you know, scared to reveal that to their fans and show their true light. And um, obviously going through that experience shaped Kid Cudi to who he is right now. But the the ability to perfectly describe what it means to take one step into heaven and be on that brink of the afterlife is so fucking cool. It's so interesting and it's a genius song concept. And it's kind of him talking to the kids and talking to his listen like talking to his listeners because, you know, if you kind of hear it, he's talking in a third person sort of point of view where he's like, tell me stories about Mr. Rager. Tell me what he was like. Tell me what he did on this earth. And like, it's the whole legend of Mr. Rager and like what it really means for him and his faults as a human being. I also love what this, um, just this hook means, man. It's one of his most passionate hooks, if not his best within his catalog, if I'm being honest with you. And like you said, the acoustic guitars that kick in, that drum, this very simple drum that kicks off, that kind of leads within the entire song. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. It's one of my favorite songs from the 2010s decade. If I had to do, mm. like, my favorite rap songs, I don't know if it's considered rap. If I had to do, like, some of my favorite rap songs from the 2010s, like, this would be in the top 10. Easily. Your top Easily. 10 favorite rap songs ever? In, in, for the 2010s. 2010s, okay. For the 2010s. It's, Fair. It's, it's fucking beautiful. It really is. I play it on a daily basis. It's given me a bunch of hope, and um, there's a reason why people do consider it his best song. So, Solo Dolo. Okay? Solo so, Dolo. So, I had it at number nine. Of the song trilogies from Cuddy. 
Um, this is easily the best one, of course, out of the three. It's not even a competition. And um, to me, this is just the ultimate Kid Cudi song where I'm getting my favorite instrumental, and in my opinion, the best instrumental from any Kid Cudi song ever. You have these haunting, these haunting keys and strings um, that start and finish the song. But within the mix, you have this orchestral masterpiece that's completed with violins and cellos and all these grandiose instruments that really makes Kid Cudi's vocals amplified throughout the song. I love the fact that he's giving you different moods and tones and emotions all throughout it as he sort of starts off rapping with a bit more of a slower flow and he sounds more panicked and anxious and then you reach the chorus and the the vocals are just fucking electrifying he soars through with these infectious melodies and it's beautiful um it's a song about him embracing his loneliness and sort of escaping the harshness of his reality through these nighttime dreams um and to me it's just that's what, what, what that's what Kid Cudi represents it's sort of trying to fight your demons and trying to reach a level of escapism and finding healthy ways to combat whatever negative situation you find yourself in and I also love the fact that he breaks the fourth wall in this song and says when will I ever learn from the words in my own songs? It's almost like with this song, you realize that not only is his music therapy for the listeners, but a song like this is therapy for himself too, just to make and create. Um, so like I said, it's the ultimate Cuddy song. It's dramatic. You have beautiful vocal techniques being mastered, like the reverb, the echoes, the vocal harmonies, um, such a nuanced beat. And it's a message about trying your best to evolve for the greater good. Yeah. And that's something that, again, is the universal message for all of Kid Cudi's music so for that reason Solo Dolo best Kid Cudi song and has Mr. Rager but um honestly speaking I really hope that with more and more time that passes that Cudi keeps delivering great music and it's interesting because a lot of his best music to us based on our list does fall into like the sadder versions of Kid Cudi but there's a lot of like happy undertones to his sad music there's a lot of optimism there is to his stuff like all of the songs that we made like that, that made this list for me like yes obviously there's like i i could say sad undertones and you know just but the, the hope and the beautiful like energy that you get from these records it's absolutely undefeated so guys let us know how you feel about our list what's the best kid cutty song ever let us know in the comment section let us know where we got it right where we got it wrong and as i mentioned before if you guys want to listen to our audio experience every single tuesday turn on the notification bell on your streaming apps because we will be dropping more episodes just like this leave us a five-star review if you have not already and if you enjoy this episode thank you guys so much for the support and we'll catch you next tuesday peace